Hello and welcome once again to our new podcast series, Listen With Mother, with our not-so-special guest star, Mima. Hello and welcome to my show. Sorry about him being here, but I don't know how to work the tape recorder. Tape, tape recorder? What century are you living in? Or how many centuries have you been alive now, maybe a better question. We haven't had tape since the 20th century ended. I've still got a tape recorder on my gramophone player. Is that granny phone or gramophone? Only I've seen your mobile and it's so old it has a rotary dial on it. Hey, that's classic, that. That's classic design. Sort of like me. Does classic mean old and in need of a good ironing? Oh, you're just jealous. You are jealous. Well, actually, I'm still recovering from my disappointment at finding out that that shop in the local mall, the date room, only sells the kind of dates you get off palm trees. I mean, you knew there were lots of different kinds. I always thought dates were just those sticky things you got in little boxes at Christmas with a pokey stick to pick them up with. Like satsumas and bags of nuts, you only ever saw them then when I was a kid. Oh, and Brussels sprouts. Though I think I'm the only person in the world that actually likes Brussels sprouts. Are we actually allowed to call them that these days? Oh, no, no, no. They're British sprouts now. Honestly, you go into Tesco's or anywhere and it says on the bag, British sprouts. Well, that's right. We wouldn't want any association with Europeans after all. I mean, they're not over there. Look at the French. It's like they speak a different language at times. Yeah, but they don't know what a cul-de-sac is, though, do Good point. Anyway, we'd better get on with the pod itself. So today we're going to look at the subject of away days. On a match day, there are usually thousands of fans following their team to away games, with the Premier League rules requiring a minimum of 3,000 seats available to away supporters or 10% of stadium capacity if the stadium holds more than 30,000. There is a substantial number of supporters getting to cheer on their team even when they are not at home. Something which is not happening in some of the countries, particularly Spain, where away support is negligible at best. That away day support is of course increased to up to 15% in FA Cup matches, which partly explains the magic of the Cup. It is the atmosphere that fans of both sides create that makes football quite so entertaining. So, Mar, over to you. What is your favourite memory of travelling away following Liverpool? Oh, here we go again. I think you're doing this deliberately, to be honest. I was talking about when I was away from Liverpool going to watch other clubs, not like travelling away with Liverpool. Right, that's it. Next pod, I'm picking the subject so I can get it right. That way even you can't twist it to make me look like an idiot. Oh, I don't think you need my help to look like an idiot. You seem to manage very well all on your own. Yeah, thanks, Ma. I don't have to come here to be insulted, you know. I can go anywhere. Well, come here. I'm done bl- I can't go anywhere at the moment, can I? Well, not at the moment, I can't, right? You know, let's let's get started then. Shall we start with a taste of foreign football? Really spread ourselves out here and talk about the Welsh Cup? Yeah, we talk about the Welsh Cup, but it's not really foreign because it's not really Welsh. Because it was Shrewsbury Town playing Porth Maddoch in the Welsh Cup. And Porth Maddoch weren't Welsh either. They were a Sunday League team from Kirby. Wait, what? Port Maddoch were from Liverpool. But Port Maddoch's in Wales, isn't it? Yeah, it 
is well spotted Tristan it's not like you now what happened was right they just like the television series the prisoners you know come in number six I'm not a number I'm a free man etc so they named themselves Porth Maddox don't you mean Port Marion? It was filmed there. I remember it well, as Nan used to take me all the time, and it was dead boring. There was not a lot there, especially as I had no idea what the prisoner was anyway. He's only ever seen clips. Yeah, you knew that, Tristan, but they didn't even know the name of the place it was filmed in. So, <laughs> Tristan, they were from Kirby. They were probably distracted by the bouncing ball or just doing what their mother told them rather than trying to correct her all the time like you seem to do. So anyway, to begin again, hopefully this time without interruptions, Porth Maddock were a Sunday league team from Kirby who got invited to play in the Welsh Cup. Okay. Now, this was their plan all the time when they picked a name because they were just like a team so and basically then they... the welsh cup is as incorrectly named as they were then well yeah you know but i did say didn't i about no interruptions you're not too big to go over my knee you know is that another line from the prisoner i definitely heard it on a clip i watched recent oh no it's all right it was a video it was the video from carl walker's party that line was from wasn't it oh can we go back to the story right what happened was there was a group of lads used to play in a Sunday league and the, their Sunday school already had a team. They were absolutely... Anyway, that's another story. So they couldn't call themselves that. So they looked around and somebody said, probably over a few beers, wouldn't it be a laugh if we called ourselves Poor Maddox? You know, because we like the prisoner. And then tell the Welsh League about us being Porth Magic and see if we get invited. And it worked. You couldn't make this stuff up, could you? Anyway, it worked. So there was I, season ticket holder at Shrewsbury Town, right, and went along on the night because I had a friend. So I went along on the night with my friend, and there we were. Shut up. There we were. It was Shrewsbury Town versus Porthmatic. Anyway, there was 12 people in the ground, and that included me and my friend who didn't pay. So 10 people so, paid to watch with real money. Yeah. Like That must have been a record gate for a Welsh Cup match, that. Anyway, right. while we were on the subject of mighty Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury, depending on how posh you are, how did we end up with season tickets there? Well, long story, I worked with a girl whose husband played for them. He played for Shrewsbury Town. He'd been at Arsenal. And, and uh, depending, he Made never told up, yeah? Yeah, stepped up to play for Shrewsbury Town. So... To be fair, like there wasn't a queue waiting for these season tickets, so they give me one. And if you get something, you got to use it, haven't you? But with this Portsmouth team, they may not have made any money on the gate, but I swear down, it was the best night taken on the bar ever. Wow, they were from yeah, do you know what? None of them could even get on the bus afterwards. The bus driver had to come and help carry them on. 
Honest to God, half the Shrewsbury football team had to help them onto the bus. <laughs> so it was still worth them having it. But I still, I couldn't believe it. It was when I was to the bar afterwards because my mate had to wait for her husband, obviously, to get a bath or whatever. And we were stood in the bar and these lads come in. And I heard the accent and I said to them, Are you, um, you're in the Portsmatic team, aren't you? Bloke says, yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, that's not a Portsmatic accent. He went, nah, we're all from Kirby. And then he told us the story. He said, well, we're dining out on this. <laughs> Unbelievable. Did you tell them they got the name wrong? Oh, you couldn't. I'm not going to win the cornflakes, am I? Big day. You went to with day? my bloody cornflakes. Uh, I did every morning, to be honest. <laughs> but... <laughs> but the same girl that we were mates with, Brian. Girl? Oh, go on. You said go Brian on, you was a girl. Interrupt. I, I had a great story there. No, about you just my... said the same girl that I was friends with, Brian. Her husband, Brian, you <laughs> yeah. pay attention. I honestly I had a great story then, but on, I'm not no, going to tell you now. No, no I want to carry on talking about Shrewsbury. Go on. You carry on talking about Shrewsbury. No, you tell us a story about Brian. All right. After he'd been a Shrewsbury, he got transferred to Sheffield Wednesday. Right. All right. And guess Should... what? Liverpool drew Arsenal in the semi-finals of the cup, yeah. and it was at Hillsborough. So, our, our my brother says to me, "Can't get any tickets." So I just thought, "Well, I'll try it. You never know." So I rung him up, chance of like getting us any tickets, and he went, "Yeah, how many do you want?" I said, "Just three, because there was my brother who's mating me. Just the three is great. Oh, no problem," he said. "What well, I'll." Because they were playing away, obviously, that day. I think they were playing Carlisle or something. Anyway, he said, uh, are you going to meet us at the stadium or what are we going to do? Bear in mind, there was no mobile phones to sort stuff oh, out yeah. on the roof here. So we, in the end, we said, well, what we'll do is we'll meet you on the motorway because they were going to virtually pass us going up to Carlisle as we were going across hmm. to Sheffield. Right, so... To cut a long story short, there was a bit of, like, traffic issues. So the entire Sheffield Wednesday football team had to wait at the service station for me to get there, to get the ticket. <laughs> and to say when I did turn up laughing, thinking it was great that the Sheffield Wednesday team had been waiting on me, he more or less threw the tickets at me. <laughs> so anyway we got these tickets right and we get to Sheffield and then when we looked at the tickets because oh, I, I just handed them to my brother my brother said come on I said hang on where are we going he said well they're in the, the away end I said well I'm not going in there with all these Arsenal supporters and he went oh for God's sake I said Billy you're going to have to swap them so he goes looking and he comes back, he says, right, here's your tickets. I said, where are you going? He said, well, we're down that end. I couldn't swap three. I could only do one. I said, I'm not going on my own. 
And they yeah. said, look, you won't go this end, you won't go that end. No, it's different for girls, Trist. They used to have, like, being rubbed up against. And I know, I know, it's just laugh. No, so I said, oh, I can't go on my own. Uh, I'll, he just more or less said, look, the game's kicking off in 20 minutes. Make a decision what you want to do. But either way, see you out here at whatever time. <laughs> And they went in, so, so I stood outside. I stood outside, got by the gate to go in, and then thought, no, can't do it. Can't do it. So some bloke must have thought it was his birthday because he was stood outside trying to buy a ticket. I gave him mine and had to sit in a cafe just around the corner from the ground trying to work out from the noise what the bloody score was. <laughs> See? You have no idea what it's like being a girl. Anyway, you know let's Brian go. Owns, you know, because it was Brian Ownsby, your mate, right? Your mate's husband. Yeah, I didn't know if I was allowed to say his name. Yeah, because anyway, you know, yeah. there's a famous story about when he was when Jack Sarton was buying him from Shrewsbury for Wednesday, and they were playing. Wednesday were playing Shrewsbury in in a game. I can't remember what, what the competition was, but they were they were playing him. And before I don't the think it was game, the Welsh Cup. No. No, I was wondering that. <laughs> you, you start to wonder at this point because, like, they could have qualified because they do have Wednesdays yeah. in Wales. Oh, do they? Apparently, yeah. So anyway, they have quite a few days that end in Y. Apparently, anyway. So they, uh, they, uh, they were due to play Susby. So just before the match kicks off, Jack Charlton's doing his team talk, you know, and he gets round to this one guy. I can't remember who his name was, and he looks at me. He goes. You're on, you know, you're on Brian Ornsby. He says, what's out for him? He's really good. That's why I'm buying him to replace you. Oh. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, that's that was just that's a true story. That I was like, oh. a sort of good story about him is that um, oh, they drew Arsenal in the FA Cup. Yes, that's. Uh, I Do you remember? And he was world famous. He was on the back page of every paper because at the first game, he um, he scored to equalise for Shrewsbury, and they got a replay against them. Well, it's like Christmas for them because they were like Division Four or something at the time. So it was like Christmas come early for them. And then in the replay, he got elbowed in the face, so he had this big black eye. And the, in Shrewsbury, everyone was going mad, reckoned that Arsenal were just talks and tried to take him out. But it wasn't <laughs> like that. Honestly, it wasn't. But he lived with it, like, because you go to butchers and the fella would say, you know, all right, mate, so you're not paying for anything. Everywhere I remember, I remember went, so. there was pictures in the paper of him on walking across <laughs> an, a froze, the frozen river. Do you remember? He was saying he could walk yeah. on water and stuff like yeah. that. That's how yeah. I remember it. He was like the hero for a couple of days. They got absolutely trounced in the next game, like. But it took Arsenal three goes. To... But I can't remember the score. But it was a battering. And then I think he hid for a fortnight because he wasn't a hero anymore. But he did score, didn't he? Didn't he rescue them for a replay twice? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if he still got all the pictures because oh, he had every he back page. God love him. Every back page. Oh, so I don't know what he's got... doing now. Well, last I see, he was in like, I seen him in a piece on, on him the other day. He's still playing, like, but like, you know, charity games and stuff like that, you know? Is he? Yeah. Do you know I haven't met from him since the 80s? I only remember him having a perm. 
Yeah, he, he did. He had a yeah. Kevin Keegan perm, yeah. and he was fair-haired. But uh, Shrewsbury, like, so people what, need to go to Shrewsbury. It so was just was, the best. Yeah, so what was Shrewsbury like? Because I can barely remember going once, because Dad picked me up and drove me there. And I just remember it being, like, being about the only people there. Was it Was it really that bad, or am I just yeah. misremembering? Because yeah, I was that... only a kid, like... That must have been a good day if there was more than... Honestly, they never got anybody there. Just no one. It was brilliant. And do you know what they used to have? Do you know what the ground was called? It used to be called the Gay Meadow. They've got a different... Yeah. Don't know why. But anyway... The Gay Meadow? I don't know. It was good. happy. Yeah. Not in the 80s, like, but... Anyway... (laughs) They used to have a fella, you know, on the river, because the yeah, ground okay. one like long side of it backed onto the river, and it used to have a fella in a, cor- a coracle, literally in a coracle. Who used to like single-handedly collect all the balls from you're the river and bring ex- them back. You're probably going to have to explain what a coracle is to the listeners now. Well, it's just like a round sort of boat. It looks like a soup bowl made of water or whatever it's made of. Like a canoe, and, but round, isn't it, really? Yeah, but round, yeah. And he used to have the, just a single oar on it. And they used to go and collect all the balls from the river. He was actually, and take, they were actually the only club, their claim to fame was they were the only club in the world that paid that employed a bloke in a coracle to collect balls. Yeah. <coughs> but, I mean, they, to say they had no money... I'm not sure what the deal was here, but I have a feeling there was some problems with the inland revenue. Oh, you know, don't quote me on that because I don't know if that's libelous. But anyway, he, um, the, the, I know that at one point the inland revenue owned the light <laughs> and used to have to write and get permission to use the lights with. They had an evening game and most of the Welsh <laughs> Cup game. Really? The Welsh Cup games were always played in the evening. So to t- to get to play Porth Magic, it's even better when you think they had to have the inland revenue switch the lights on for them. <laughs> you couldn't that's, make it That's up. not what you normally get switching your lights no. on at Christmas, is it? No, and I don't know whatever happened did with they the dress sound as system. At Christmas time, please tell me they did. Of course they did. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? For Something happened with the sound system as well, and for I just seemed like two or three seasons, but it may not have been. They used to have a fella bring a tape deck, and at one point he was reduced to holding this megaphone thing by his speaker because he didn't have the sound system. I don't know if the inland revenue owned that as well or whatever. It just broke and they couldn't afford to fix it. But at first, it was a fellow with like a couple of tape desks, you know, like we used to see the old time DJs scratching. He wasn't scratching, he was trying to get some sounds to go on. So, what you're telling me is Shrewsbury were ahead of the game and were already there breaking rap to the nation. Yeah, well, the team In played the like they were breakdancing, didn't they? <laughs> so. But no, it was great. And the fella used to stand at the like front of the stand. He'd go down on the pitch in front of the stand and like sing happy birthday. You know, somebody put in, can you say happy birthday to Fred or something? He'd go in the thing with the megaphone. 
because you couldn't hear properly over the sound system. You could sometimes, it was like name that tune. <laughs> so they'd be playing on his tape desk and it was only his own private stuff that he had. So if he liked, I don't know, say the Beatles, everyone would be there listening to it, trying to work out what it was that he was playing. It was, <laughs> Tristan, you've never lived. Oh, God. They were happy days. It's better now with all this money. Lower league football is definitely an odd place. I remember oh, N3 had a race in one of those big plastic balls. You know the ones you get in size and you move them by leaning on and rolling them around? Oh, yeah. At half-time in a Blackpool game, he was very proud of winning. Though he was up against a 94-year-old man and a five-year-old child. Oh, no, wait, sorry. He was 94 at the time and up against a five-year-old and he won some money. And did he win? Because that's some tough competition, to be fair, like. Only just. Just. Uh, it's, it's totally different world, the lower league, though, isn't it? I mean, the stories about Cambridge United being too skint to even afford the real Timmy Mallet. So they had their own version of Timmy Mallet doing the halftime entertainment called Crazy Kevin. Oh, that's entertainment? Uh, well, probably not to anyone who was forced to watch it, no. Sadly, oh, Ken Dodd, is it? <laughs> What's the Cambridge, though, that had the Skip Eye Firm sponsor them and they'd get people to, like, chip a ball into the Skip to win something? Yeah, and piece of bread. I mean, they were both sponsored by the same firm, apparently. And at least at Cambridge, anyway, they would get the youth team to carry the Skip on and off at half-time for the show. Oh, God. But that's not the usual kind of training for you. You players, surely those skips weigh it. What the hell kind of food were they feeding them kids if they could lift them? Is that why you didn't take in Butter Academy kids then? Were you worried you wouldn't be able to feed them enough to lift a skip? Oh, don't. No, I wouldn't have any of them. Butter, you're joking. No, but we did have lodges though. Yeah. We used to have overseas students. And we had one particular one. Oh, Tristan. His name was Stefan, and he was like a shed. Was that obviously. the German guy? Yeah, obviously yeah. German, yeah. And honest to God, just size of him, he was monstrous. Lovely lad, but monstrous. Anyway, I worked for a mobile phone company at the time. If you think of a colour, you'll know which one I mean. Anyway, they, they were, because Stefan loved his football, absolutely loved it, and... Uh, he said that he wouldn't mind, you know, having a kick around. And the Orange team, they were so dirty. You've no idea. Anyway, they were a man short because everybody had been banned. So I said, well, I'll ask Stefan if he wants to play. And they said, is he any good? I said, I don't know. I said, is he hard? Because that's more important. <laughs> so I said, well, he's a big lad. So anyway, I asked him. He said, yeah, I'll have a go. So he signs on for the, like, factory league thing or whatever it was. And when they come to pick him up, they all went, holy shit, <laughs> what is that? And Stefan said, what position would you like me to be? And they went, I'll tell you what, pal, you choose. <laughs> We're not telling you anything. The only thing we will say is you're German. So if we get a penalty, you're taking it. <laughs> anyway, so he's playing for this team. They bring him home to me and I had to take him straight down the hospital because he 
damaged his bloody leg. And that was a nightmare because it was like before we had all the medical things sorted with the EU. So we had to register as a resident in my house and all sorts with the doctor. So two days later, the lad can walk again. And uh, they said, is he playing again? And all Stefan kept saying is, I don't, there's some things I don't understand. I said, why? He said, well, they've got this really tall boy. I mean, he is very tall. He's a lot taller than me, but he's only thin. But they call him Titch. <laughs> I laughed and he went, why do you do that? I said, it's sarcasm. And he said, oh, maybe it's because I'm German. I don't get it. Anyway, to cut a long story. I know. Oh, you're joking. He's the funniest man I've ever heard. But anyway, the first night he was in our house, he said, because he was an English teacher, but he taught bad boys, right? So he asked, could he use our video player to video things on the television? Because that consisted of his lesson, just put stuff on the telly in the school and the kids could watch it or not as they saw fit. And at least he could then have a little sleep and say, (laughs) it was English. So anyway, the first thing he said was, can I use, I said, yeah. So he got through the paper and he says, oh, faulty towers, I'll video that. So I'm cooking tea and I suddenly thought, oh, my God. I shouted, Chris, 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 come here. And Chris went, I'm a bit out. No, Chris, please come here. He said, what? And I went, what if it's the one about the Germans? (laughs) <laughs> and he sat there video and anyway, but that's a whole different story. So Stefan at the in the uh, football orange football team, they had to keep him on the books because every time someone got banned, they just played the same bloke but called him Stefan. Because <laughs> they were always a player's shorts. So Stefan, a letter come to our house. And I sent it over to Stefan in Germany. This must have been 18 months, nearly two years after he'd gone back. I sent it over to him in Germany and he rung me up hysterical laughing. I said, what is it? He said, it's just to say that I'm now banned for life. I went, (laughs) what are you on about? He said, at the football team, I've received a lifetime ban. (laughs) Apparently, Sunday the 12th of March or whatever it was. 1997, I behaved in a manner that was unprofessional, unbecoming, and put two people in hospital. <laughs> so I'm banned for life. So how about that? Getting banned for life, and you weren't even not only not in the team playing, you were in a different bloody country. <laughs> <laughs> but does it really count as lower league? <laughs> well, I don't know, but at least it's football-related, unlike a lot of the stuff that we usually talk about. Like faulty towers, <laughs> what did you mean? <laughs> hey, I just, that was just a little aside to build a picture. Right, because <laughs> it was. But, yeah, I suppose at least at this time, we've kept pretty much the whole podcast, apart from your little interlude, to football for once. So we should end it there before we get sidetracked. Say bye, Ma. Bye, Ma.